Maybe big data has gotten too big. Whether you're a B2B marketer or a consumer brand, your data needs to be viable, relevant, and accessible so that Starista can help you retain customers, acquire customers, and make it personal. Welcome to the Marketing Stir podcast by Starista, probably the most entertaining marketing podcast you're going to put in your ear. I'm Kevin, the producer here at Starista. The goal of this podcast is to chat with industry leaders and get their take on the current challenges of the market, and maybe we'll have a little fun along the way. In today's episode, Tim Harrington, co-founder and CEO of Battlefin, chats with us about the recent trends in the industry and how companies are learning to take advantage of opportunities in competitive intelligence, price change data, and location analytics. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Starista's The Marketing Stir. I, of course, am your host, Vincent Petrofessa, coming at you on this fine day. Maybe it's a fine day. I don't know. By the time this comes out, it might be a crappy day. New York City had about six of those in a row with rain, but it's been pretty nice, ladies and gentlemen. I am the vice president of B2B products. If you're just tuning in for the first time, thank you so much. And keep spreading that word. A lot of people are telling me, coming up to me at conferences and like, hey, I listen to you all the time. I told my friends about you. I listen to you in the morning. I'm like, does that get you motivated in the morning? Sure. I usually just drink some coffee, but hey, whatever does it for you. Let's talk about Starista for a moment. That's all. We just talk about ourselves for like 17 seconds. An elevator ride in New York City. We have a lot of big skyscrapers, but Starista, we're a marketing technology company. We own our own business to business data and business to consumer data. Companies utilize us to get to that data through our ESP, our DSP. We do email, display, connected TV, email me, vincent at starista.com. That is how confident I am. I just gave you my email. And boy, are you using it. You certainly are. The only other thing I'm confident about is my co-host, but he's not here today, ladies and gentlemen. I know, boo, you are missing the great AJ Gupta. He is coming back from important meetings. He was at the Commanders game the other night. I think it's his first football game ever. We'll talk about that in the next podcast. But he was doing some serious business out there. And so he is not here today, but it's me. You're stuck with me. It's okay. It's the afternoon. I'm happy still. It's great. I'm also happy because we have an amazing guest on today. Now, you've heard me say this before where not every guest I meet, I wish, I probably have only met maybe seven of the 150 plus guests that have been on. Let's call this number eight because I met this amazing man at a conference and it's a conference that he's behind, ladies and gentlemen, it's Battlefin. I wanna talk about it. I personally was there at a conference at the Intrepid here in New York City, right in my backyard. And it was actually at that conference where there were several people who said, I love your podcast. So that made me happy. And I met him, ladies and gentlemen, a warm marketing stir welcome to the co-founder and CEO at Battlefin, Tim Harrington. What's going on, Tim? Uh, you know, a little bit of everything. As, as you mentioned, the rain and on the East Coast, uh, you know, anywhere from six to 10 inches. So hopefully people are, are past that. But um, yeah, it was actually great to actually meet you in person. We're on the, you know, the uh, 
aircraft carrier, which has been obviously decommissioned, the Intrepid. Um, you know, we had about 800 to 1,000 people uh, coming, you know, together. We, we try to make as many connections and, you know, give great content. And, you know, even what you were talking about, Vincent, at the beginning, every time I hear the word data, I perk up just because, you know, we're really focused on the data and kind of AI side of the world. So anytime we get to, you know, meet people with that passion, as well as, you know, kind of what we always try to do is open people's eyes to what's available with data, because, you know, we've seen it over the last couple of years where, you know, it's a little bit of an education in the whole process. Uh, Battlefin's about 11 years old. Uh, we've traditionally really focused on the financial services space, but now we're really moving into the corporate side where we're working with retailers, CPG, ride sharing, uh, restaurants, and really, you know, trying to help people not only get comfortable now that they have their own data kind of in the cloud and organized, but really to show them, you know, the, the what's possible. So hopefully on, on this, um, you know, podcast, we can go into to some of the different areas that we're seeing and some of the insights, because, you know, I, I think we're, we're lucky. We wake up every day just thinking, oh my gosh, we get to be around this. We find these new solutions. We, you know, love what we do. So the more people we can, you know, get involved, uh, the, the better. Yeah, no, and I, I love that you share that passion uh, for data. I remember one of our board members, Deepak, said to me, he's like, you seem very passionate about data. And it kind of just clicked in my head one day. I was like, you know what? Yeah, I guess I am. I've been in this industry a long time. But, you know, Tim, it's not every day that I've been to many conferences, right? I've been in many, many conferences for which I, you know, had this podcast still. And I said, I, but I've never... Nothing has prompted me to go up to the person or, or people who started it and said, remember when we met, I said, you got to be on my podcast. I was like, this is, this is, and I'm not just saying this, it was one of the most unique conferences as far as the content, the people I was surrounded by. It was great. I, I was fortunate to have also spoken at the conference. We, we, uh, and the, you know, our, our team member, Mark Traverso, shout out to Mark. He, he introduced me to Battlefin and to you. And it was great because not only did, yes, we get to speak, but I learned so much. We spoke about how certain types of data impact so many different things in, in, in this world, uh, you know, from investments, from the, the way people buy. And I remember we talked about the power of new movers and all the around that we talked about during the pandemic where did people move to in this new remote workforce that we have so it was really interesting and i know that's a lot of stuff i threw at you there but i was like just with that tell people about the particular conference that i attended so essentially that the company and then your role within it tim yeah and uh um, so just a, a quick overview. So Battlefin, we have two businesses. We have a technology platform called Ensemble. Uh, and then the other half of the business is the events, uh, which we do about four events a year, New York, London, Singapore, Miami. And where what we really love about the events is that's kind of where the community comes together. And it's about experiencing, you know, new data sets. It's about making connections like I'm sure everyone on the podcast gets a thousand emails a day. When you go to something and you still have that in-person connection and interaction, 
those are the emails you respond to first. And, you know, so what we do, which is a little bit different structure than I think a lot of events too, because we have content and panels in the morning um, that are meant to be, you know, thought leadership, thought provoking. Like last year, we, you know, there's all these data companies that were able to look at what's going on in the Ukraine versus Russia. So what we did is we, we brought a retired general in um, and said, okay, you know, take us through the back end. What, what, what's missing? What are the blind spots? And then we brought in a number of data companies to kind of showcase what's possible. And a lot of those companies are working together and a lot of, you know, even we work with one vertical knowledge, they're having a specific government, you know, event that we're helping them with um, in October in DC. And so a lot of it was, you know, exposing what's available and, you know, then in the afternoon, we move to these one-on-one -on -one meetings where we use our platform, where people log in, they choose their meetings, they make their connections. And we kind of call it speed dating for, you know, alpha and information, uh, because you're really just making that connection and saying, hey, do you have something that can be valuable in my business? And like, now that we're moving into the corporate world, you know, it's, there's so much around competitive intelligence, fraud detection you know, customer journey with clickstream data, like, where did they come from? Where are they going? Like, I mean, think about the supply chain issues everyone experienced during COVID. Like, we have we have 17 different supply chain companies on the platform that can help with that. And then even one of the, the areas I love, like, this weather data, like, the amount of anomalies that are happening with weather right now is insane. I mean, look at Texas and like how cold it was. Look at you know, the amount of hurricanes, look at all these things that are happening. And like we work with like weather source and a lot of these companies, and it's not that they're predicting weather, as much as you know, they're able to put you in a position to react to the different things that are happening, because no one can predict weather six to 12 months out. But if you have a week or two, you know, that's pretty dramatic. And then like, there's all these shifts about what's happening next year with, you know, going to El Nino, and it's going to be colder and wetter. If you're Home Depot, you like whatever, say 25% of your, you know, March to June sales are from your garden center, you better get it right. And you better, you know, have those promotions ready with the flowers and the fertilizer and all the stuff because you miss that. And, you know, the, the competitor down the street at Lowe's is ready. You're, you're kind of, you're in a losing position. Yeah, no, I agree. I think, I think there's so, you, you touched on so many things. There's also a big thing I forgot and you brought up, Tim, about the, the conference as well is the aspect of the speed dating piece of it where people are, oh, I, I, I want to talk to this organization. I want to talk to Starista. I, I, you know, me, I forgot about that. That was, that was great. So it is definitely unique. Everything about it was unique. Even, even the space, like I, I was at the Intrepid four days prior with a school trip with my five-year-old and his class. And then, and then, you know, a few days later, I'm speaking on stage and meeting people. And uh, yeah, so it's, it's really great. There's a lot of things I want to get to, but let's start first off, because we ask this of everyone on their podcast, we have these staple questions. And if we miss them, boy, does our audience get mad and they, they let me know. So how'd you get started in this business? Um, you know, and I'll, I'll go back, you know, probably, uh, like 20 years. So I, I was always in the financial services space working at different, you know, either, um, hedge funds or, um, you know, even big banks. And 
one of the things that I was always doing was a lot of research. And so when I was researching all these companies, back then it was like you were going to car parking lots and trying to figure things out, how many people were going in and buying and you know coming back out. And then we started stumbling upon a lot of these different you know data sets and things that we could use, like credit card data, and like looking at you know anonymized transactions and just being like, hey, uh, I don't know about you guys, but these cell phones are really taking off. Like, what are we doing to you know who are we identifying? What are we doing there? Um, you know, and an interesting thing is we'd had a business and um, got sold I don't know, 2010 or 2011. And one of the, um, a good friend and I were, were actually in Boston at MIT and they had something called battle code. So they had all these different coders competing for this, you know, kind of stuff. And we said, God, you know, there's so much data in the world. What if, what if we were able to put all these data sets together and have some of these data science guys, you know, build different trading strategies around it. We did that. And then all of a sudden what was interesting is people just kept coming to us being like, Hey, we want access to the data and we want to you know, skip all the work of organizing it and categorizing it and doing all this, and they were like, "Hey, we just want the platform." So we ended up, you know, building out the platform, and you know, even moving from financial services to the tech world is you know a, a hurdle in itself. So we you know started having these conferences where all these data providers would come, and then all the funds would come, and PE firms and VCs, and at one point, you know, a group. Um, came to us and said, "Hey, this is amazing. How do how do we work together?" And we're like, "Well, we're we're 15 people. We need 30. <laughs> we're, you know, we need we need to raise capital." So we ended up um, partnering with and and raising funds from a, a bunch of partners and groups. So Refinitiv, which is now the London Stock Exchange, um, Jefferies, another one, and then um, Amazon, and started partnering with them in a lot of different aspects and. And it was just cool to see the amount of growth. Like, you know, what you saw was, you know, on the Intrepid with 800 people. Um, it started with, you know, my partner at the time, Brian and I, and like 10 data providers and 20 other people. And, you know, every year it just kept growing and growing and growing. And now, you know, what we look for is kind of these like unique spaces where we can bring people together. Um, like even the Intrepid where, you know, you're probably not going to go to another data, you know, conference or AI conference where at the end you're having drinks under the space shuttle enterprise, you know, and, and you're, you're talking to, you know, S and P and like, it's really the decision makers that are coming. And it's really the people that like you meet with those one-on-ones and like deals are getting done. Like this is, this is like, okay, I'm not here to kick the tires. I'm here to figure out, you know, can this supply chain, you know, data set helped me with getting, you know, products on the shelf because I can't go into Christmas with anything missing. So it's it's really been cool to see how the financial services world benefited. And now we're looking to kind of more the retail consumer, you know, CPG restaurants, because there's so much data there. Uh, but, you know, it comes with its own hurdles. Like what we've found is like, you know, in financial services, I know who the head of data strategy is at Bridgewater. We call them the phone. They come to the event. We know what they want. We connect them. We're done. When you talk to Walmart or Kohl's, or like, there's so many of these different silos, and some might be doing competitive intelligence. Some might be doing, you know, uh, supply chain. So it's really about, you know, is it the 
like what we're what we see the most traction with is like the chief marketing officers love it like the head of data analytics if we sign if we find someone that's like head of competitive intelligence and we kind of open up and show them what's available they're like okay where where do i get it how does this happen because you know i think like it's one thing a lot of a lot of retailers and a lot of corporates they kind of know their own data. They know, you know, what happens in like the process, like, you know, where they're coming from, why, why they leave at the end. But a lot of times we can show them, we can be like, oh, okay, that's cool. Do you want to see what your competitors are doing? Do you want to see what, what happens there? Oh, do you want to see, have you looked at reviews or have you looked at, you know, what Instacart's doing? Because those are the things you should be using to stock your shelves or pick your next products. Because that's what's going to make you successful. And then, like, we kind of try to, and we ask for just referrals and intros because we're like, and who covers your fraud department? Because we have ways with, you know, some of our telco data set partners where, you know, if they're coming in for the first time and buying a ton of stuff and that order is fake and it gets delivered to an address and they can't recall it, it's like, okay, there's a lot of money that's being left on the table by not, you know, subscribing to these data sets, which could, could save a ton of money. And you know, that's one of the other things where it was the, the type of conversations I was having at that event, Tim, around certain data sourcing. And I was amazed on how uh, private equity firms use data. And the conversation where I, I heck, I think at one time I was talking to one, like a, a, an owner of a sports team, and it was like so pretty cool. It was like pretty cool, and it, it was uh, just understanding this is how we look at data and discovering, at least for me, one of the first times like alternative data sources, right? So, to the audience listening, how would you describe alternative data sources? Sources, and what's the importance that they have for different companies that you work with? Yeah, like so there's when you think of data, there's internal data, which is okay, you know, here's the data that that we're seeing, we're deriving, we're using. Um, and then when we start thinking about external data or these alternative data sources, it's really and there's about 45 different categories. So um it's geolocation, it's um credit card data, email receipt, employment data. Uh, review data, like it, it just it goes on and on and on. But what's what's really I think unique about it is when you blend that with your internal data, you are just getting such a more powerful look at not only your own business, like obviously the competitive aspect is important, but where it can be like I don't know, massively important. <laughs> better word is when you start blending them and you pull out stuff that you never had, you know, an idea that was possible where you're like, wait a second, we should be using this for our 2024 planning. We should be using this to, you know, figure out the next product we're going to roll out. We should be using this for store openings. You know, a, a lot of the, the larger companies probably do it, but like the ability for geolocation data to look at, you know, credit card data, email receipt, and say, oh, by the way, there's a Chick-fil-A right there. You should have, like, we've ran it through the real estate database. There's four properties down the street that are available. These are your highest probability of getting sales in the future. I mean, that that to me is where, like, the alternative data world comes in. But 
where we tend to to play as well is like, look, here's here's everything that's available. Um, we work with a lot of the data providers to really help tell the story and give like come to a solution because we're we're big believers that you know people buy data because they want answers. They don't want to buy data like here's an S3 bucket full of data. Uh, okay, you know, unless you're a quant hedge fund that has 30, you know, PhD data scientists that are going to, you know, poke through it. Like people want to, you know, have an area and we that's what we're rolling out November 2nd at this uh, event in New York City is it's our ensemble corporate offering which is hey, what if you could go in, search and organize catalog, see the use cases that are available, test it, and actually be able to decide whether or not to buy it. And one of the things that we're working on now, just because we've seen it in the corporate world, is almost making that, I mean, it's a SaaS platform, making that available to the whole retailer. And like, you know, because a lot of these things are so siloed, they may not even know that they already buy the data. So like having these logins and the first thing is like, sure, there's the catalog of all of the names, but like what data sets does our company own and what do I have access to? Like that in itself can be, you know, then then you don't even have to go through the buying process and the, the budgeting process. And that's one of the things we've also kind of learned in the, you know, kind of corporate world is being in a budget is so important because in our world and the financial services side, if we find a new data set and it can help someone, you know, determine whether they should be invested in Lululemon and we're seeing, you know, inflection point happening and there's more people walking in, you know, they'll buy it in a second because they, they can turn around and show the ROI and it's, it's done in a month or two. In the corporate world, we have seen a little bit longer sales cycle. Um, and it, a lot of it does come down to the budgeting. So even on November 2nd, a couple of the, um, of the early panels are going to talk about, we're going to have some some different corporate buyers that have gone through the process and said, all right, well, here's my experience and here's how I laid out the ROI and here's what it turned out with. Like, here's here's the money we generated, here's the time we saved, and, you know, here are the new opportunities. I'm, I'm kind of excited about that too. Yeah, no, it is very exciting. And I want to get to the November 2nd event in a moment, but I want to talk about something you mentioned earlier, Tim. Battlefin originally started in financial services, but now has shifted towards corporate data. You were just talking about it just now. What was the reason behind the shift? And, and uh, what do you see as like the benefits or disadvantages? Yeah, I, I think what, what happened was, it was actually our Miami event probably two years ago. We started seeing signups from these like, you know, more corporate oriented buyers. So whether it was the Ubers or the Lyfts, they they started coming and we're like, hey, what do you suppose they're looking for here? And a lot of them wanted the competitive intelligence and they wanted to to know what what was the landscape looking like and what the trends that were developing. And I thought it was kind of cool because a lot of them, since they have their own internal data and some of that data is publicly available and was was in some of the data sets, they would actually do the testing just against their own data. And if they came back and said, wow, these guys are actually spot on. Like we we did have a big gap in you know sales in San Francisco, but New York was higher. They kind of were able to validate that data. And then they'd start looking across their competitors and saying, okay, you know, we should look at Lyft, we should look at these trends and try to learn from them. And so I think it was the advent of, of those um, 
people coming in and, and just being interested in it. And then it was also on the private equity side, like a lot of private equity companies were coming in and saying, hey, it's hard to get deals out there. How can we differentiate? And how do we make our portfolio companies more valuable? And we started working with a couple on like, there was one example where they, they had a high churn rate. So by adding a couple of data sets, you know, they were able to bring churn down, that dropped to the bottom line, company became more profitable. Uh, we worked on some revenue growth, you know, things with them. So now the PE companies were like, wow, we showed more value than the next guy. We ended up, you know, becoming more profitable at a higher growth rate. So our exit multiple was higher. Uh, you know, how do we do that? And that's actually one of the things we're going to try to do in the November 2nd event is like work with some of these venture capital and private equity firms and bring them in and, and let their portfolio companies just see what's out there and say, hey, what are you having? Is it customer acquisition? Is it supply chain? Is it, you know, how can we help you there? grow revenues or, you know, cut costs. And if we can do that, I think that, you know, it, they win and we win as well. Well, you know, and you said it before too, it's, you know, unless you have those data scientists, what you really need data to do is help you make better decisions. And that's what, what you're doing. You already used some examples there, but let's talk about November 2nd, right? This, this episode will come out before November 2nd. There is another event. Talk about the event coming up and then, you know, what type of business leaders are you expecting? Uh, who would benefit from attending? Yeah, so I mean, it's it's the same structure as our usual events, where it's content and panels in the morning, networking lunch, uh, the one-on-one -on -one meetings, and the speed dating in the afternoon, and then a networking cocktail reception, which we always try to jazz up and make fun. Um, we're bat we're battlefin. We're not you know we're not trying to be the status quo. We we like having a little excitement um, and like where. The people that I think are going to benefit are, you know, anyone from the CMO, the chief data officers, head of competitive intelligence, um, anyone customer analytics, data analytics, like marketing is probably one of the easier ones because we can really help, you know, like identify and, and target and, and really show some data sources that are going to give you a lot of trend uh, insight, um, not necessarily like, here's the right group but just insights about those customers and their customer journey and like where, where we think you should be going to get there. So, um, you know, we have, you know, everything from digital intelligence and, you know, consumer identity on the fraud side is even interesting. Um, you know, the supply chain stuff will be great. It's, it's really going to be, you know, just, I think a, a great opportunity for people to open their eyes to data and just be like, okay, you know, wow, 2024 is coming up, you know, this is something we need to look at. We also have a whole, um, you know, a couple of the different sessions on generative AI and just AI in general, because I think, you know, it's, yes, it's definitely a buzzword, but this is an inflection point. Like we were probably most excited about, you know, kind of the AI space, because if you think about it, before it was just there were just massive amounts of data and you're like okay how are we ever going to get through this and now you have a, a conversational way to ask a question and get an answer without having to you know dig through you know two terabits of data in an S3 bucket so you know what we think about is like really data is what the fuel for AI and a lot of these large language models so it's like the more data sets we can aggregate and work with the the more potential 
you know, the, the models have and the higher the accuracy is like, we're used to it. Like at least in financial services, you can't have a 60% hit rate of, you know, the answers being right or wrong. Like they want to know, you know, if I ask, okay, what's, what are some examples of clickstream data providers that can, you know, help me with a customer journey? You know, if I, if I get data back and, you know, similar web, and then I can learn about those. I'm like, okay, those are good. Those are qualified lead or, you know, people I want to talk to. If all of a sudden jump shot comes back, which has been out of business for five years, you know, I'm turning and going to, you know, something else. So I think that, you know, blending all of those together and then, you know, helping people because we're in the process, we're thinking about 2024, you know, we're getting questions from our, you know, investors and stakeholders. What are you doing in AI and, and how are you planning for it? And so we're going to, we're going to try to blend that into the events as well. So people can, you know, not only learn about the data, but some of the uses for AI and how they can kind of integrate it into their planning for 2024. Yeah, no, that's very interesting. And it kind of is a question I was going to ask you. It's like, besides the upcoming event, any exciting products or announcements surrounding Battlefin? So it kind of seems like, you know, there's some, yeah, some new strategies there and use cases for AI, but anything else, Tim? Um, I mean, uh, November 2nd, we'll have two things. We'll have the, um, the ensemble rollout, which will give you access to kind of the catalog and, um, you know, the ability to connect to these different data providers. And then we're rolling out something we call ensemble AI, which is our kind of chat GPT for data sourcing. So I think that where, where we see that going and why we're excited about it is like in the past, it's been, you know, kind of one person at one firm that may have been in charge of the data strategy, if he or she wasn't there, you know, sometimes people are like, well, what do we have? What do we do? And this, you know, generative AI, you know, products that are coming out, <laughs> I just think so amazing because like, it's the equivalent of a chat bot on every desk of every person in that firm without the cost. I mean, you, you can still have like the data strategy person is still going to make the decisions and the overlay and they'll know the the difference between the three different you know solutions but now your whole team and your whole company can know what data you actually have what you bought what's potentially on the list of you know things you're looking at so it's really just like you know you've seen data growing anyway but like this to me is like another hockey stick event for data companies and you know analytics companies because the people that adapt and get to this stuff first are definitely going to have an edge so you know, that's why we're like, we kind of do the events because we're like, hey, you get a thousand emails a day, you get all this stuff on social media, like, this is a, you, we, you need to come from nine to 12 in the morning, and just hear this, because this is going to be the difference of, you know, whether you outperform, or whether you underperform in 2024. I love it. I love it. And and you you right into uh, one of our staple questions here. You're talking about Tim, people getting a thousand emails a day and in social media. Infamous question that we have here, people's favorite question, as they tell me in person, LinkedIn. Uh, you know, I'm sure with your title, right, and your experience, you're probably getting messages all the time. So what's an email or a LinkedIn message that gets your attention and one you hate. Um, I think on that for a sec. The yeah, it's like actually there's twelve I hate. I hate. Yeah, it's like <laughs> yeah, and the ones and I, I we're guilty of it too because I I actually think LinkedIn is 
the best communication method for at least for what we do, because you're getting a thousand emails, you're starting to get more LinkedIn messages. But like, I look at those every day. And I don't know if like the thing that works for me is maybe I'm just, you know, attention deficit disorder. But if there's a message and it says like three messages on my LinkedIn, like I can't do anything until I've clicked it and figured out, you know, are they posts, are they messages, whatever. I'm like, all right, all right, I'm clean. Now I can, now I can go back to the rest of my, it's organized. I do love the, um, they have these ones on like some of the, even the promotions where they're like almost 3d that come through the screen. Like the one that got me recently was like a shark, you know, kind of coming out of it. Um, and the other ones, like the messages I like are when, obviously when people have done some amount of work to figure out who you are, what your likes are, where you went to school, maybe there's a sports team you followed or something that something that you've posted that you can relate to because like we're in such a, you know, blast email world that I feel like a lot of it, you know, you miss the connection. So I would say that I, I do like the, you know, and this is probably on the top of LinkedIn's list, like, you know, top ways to be the top five reasons are ways to be more efficient. And I'm always like, okay, you know, I can get through five things quickly. And, you know, it, it, you know, goes back to, we work with, a um, a coach and one of the things he wrote a book and it was called buy back your time and part of it is it's like everyone's so busy so if you can find more ways to be efficient and get that extra half hour get that extra hour you know i mean it's almost like i used to commute i live in connecticut about an hour outside of new york city and i commute you know it's two hours every day like so you know the ability we moved our office out here to row eight in connecticut but you know even during COVID, the, the fact of not commuting and getting that two hours back to work out or, you know, play, you know, football or soccer with my kids. I'm like, okay, that's, that's meaningful. Yeah, no, it really is. And I think, you know, you hit the nail on the head with, with LinkedIn and the message we get most of the time is that, yeah, personalize it a little bit. We're people, you know, you're selling to a business, but we're people, but what's going to get attention. I remember you know, sending me seven messages and, you know, and look, if you're going to send me a message, don't even attempt the last name. You're going to spell it wrong every time. Don't just call me Vin or Vincent. Like, don't, you know, you get it right, then then that's something that perks my attention. But also, Tim, tell us what you like to do. You know, you're up in Connecticut there. I grew up in Portchester, New York, right on the border of Connecticut. I know the area very well. You know, what do you like to do for hobbies? What's, uh, you know, you said soccer, football? Yep. I mean, uh, I have 12-year-old twins, so, you know, my kind of favorite thing is just going to their sports and they play everything from lacrosse to flag football to football to basketball so you know that's one I actually I do triathlon so I just did a triathlon about two weeks ago in the Hamptons which was fun so you know that's more so I'm just the type I I, I love exercise because you get so stressed out you've got so many things going on and like this is your time to kind of blow off that steam um you know love uh, my wife and I are you know, not wine collectors, but more wine drinkers, but you know, finding, finding like the best bottle of wine at the, you know, cheapest price is kind of like always, you know, and, and something interesting to me. So, um, love that. And, uh, you know, anything I can do on the water, like I grew up in Michigan, so, you know, grew up on a lake, water skiing, swimming, that type of stuff. So, um, we're, we're landlocked, but like anything boating is, is always awesome. So, you know, being outside is probably, you know, one of my favorite things. 
That's awesome. Yeah, you know, we and we do get some decent weather up here in the northeast, despite a couple of weeks ago. I love the seasons changing and everything. This time of year is one of my favorites. So, Tim, also, you know, this is very exciting because we, all of our loyal listeners, they know we don't really give stuff away here and especially uh, a conference and some potential passes tell people tim about this great you know this very you know gracious opportunity you're giving away for some of our listeners depending on their you know if it fits for them their job titles and so so I'd love to hear about that yeah so i mean we're we're doing this event november 2nd uh in midtown in new york city um we have 10 complimentary passes that we wanted to make available to kind of your listeners, um, people that may be interested in data and, and on the corporate side, if you're, if you're in any of those roles, the analytics, the data side, um, you know, data science, any of those, we would love to, you know, have you guys come to the event. You know, Vincent, I'm hoping you, you're going to be there. Um, you know, I know Mark uh, will be up there as well. Um, so, you know, talking about, you know, so many cool data sets that, and I love, you know, even having these conversations because Mark was talking about the new mover data. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is a shift from five years ago when that that data didn't have any much as much meaning. Now it's like if you are if you are leveraging that even on the corporate world, you'd love it. So what we want to do is, you know, use this opportunity. If people are interested, email us at info at battlefin dot com. Uh, mention the podcast, and then you know we'll we'll uh, Todd and the rest of the team is going to follow up, and we'd love to see you there. We're trying to get the word out. We're trying to you know uh, build this community, not only on the financial services side, but the you know retail, uh, CPG, restaurant side. So you know come join us. You you only really get to experience it if you're there and you you see uh, what's happening and you make those connections. So. We, we just hope everyone will, will take a, take a day and, and really try to come and learn. Yeah, no, it's very well worth it. Especially, I mean, l- listeners, let me tell you something. This is, that's a, about a $500 value um, just to attend. So we'll also include a link, but info at battlefin.com. This has been awesome, Tim. It's great catching up with you. I hope to see you in a few weeks. Thank you so much for joining us. Check out Battlefin. Check out Tim Harrington. And again, info at battlefin.com. That's for, you said, 10 complimentary passes. That's, you know, we, no one ever offers that. You, you listen to every podcast we've had. That's amazing. That is the co founder and CEO at Battlefin, my pal, Tim Harrington. Thank you so much, Tim. This has been another episode of The Marketing Stir. Thank you and have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Marketing Stir podcast from Starista. Please like, rate, and subscribe. If you're interested in being a guest on the podcast, please email us at themarketingstir at starista.com. And thanks for listening.